Welcome to Cool Explorations. I am your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to be speaking with Soslin Tamansen about escaping communism. And he's going to tell us what it was like, that whole experience of coming to Christ uh, despite being in communist areas and uh, what his time was like growing up in an orphanage and then having to be moved and then moved again and how God was with him and worked with him throughout those entire things. And even when he came down with uh, this illness that he's got right now that we will talk about, God has still been work, working on him, making him stronger spiritually uh, because of these challenges. And a verse that he holds dear is Proverbs 17:22, where it says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And so we're going to talk to him about that. I hope that you enjoy part two of this three-part conversation as things start heating up in the Cool Explorations studio. You know, it's sad because you have a certain now, a godless, and my whole thing is, once you have a godless nation, the, the you have depravity of man shown. And what we are seeing in America especially is the depravity of man. And one thing that I did not notice is that people in, uh, in America um, have gotten way too complacent, have gotten way too lazy, and have now gotten to a point where um, we, it's like handouts, you know, um, like I expect, I expect these things and, you know, and like, for instance, we, we are expected to, um, uh, go to, uh, like go to work and we're expected to do all this. And especially when the COVID lockdowns were evident, uh, it was sad because you know, what should have been open were the churches, you know, that's the way it should have been opened, not strip clubs, not bars and, and the sad part is no one really took a big took a big fence of it. And that's where yeah. you show, and that's where you show, wow, where did it well, besides, I was a huge proponent saying that, you know what, we need to keep everything open. Because in our biblical thing, in our in our life, when we truly accept Jesus Christ, and this is when I got, and by the way, this is when I got the concept of stating that, you know, the the path to heaven is a lot narrower than you think it is. That's where we got the big aha moment, thinking, oh, wait, our path is maybe narrow. Like, you don't want to be on that eight or ten lane highway into heaven because that is straight to the white throne judgment. You want to be on the single lane path that is based off of my podcast, which is, and based off Hebrews 12, 9, where the path that God has set for you is individualized. It's meant just for you, you know, and you're going to have hills and valleys. You're going to have ups and downs, but at the same time, you're going to just keep, um, you know, you're, when you cross that finish line, you are going to run into Jesus's arms and he's going to say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. But you're, but it's going to be a tough road. You know, it's going to be a tough road when, uh, for instance, Greg Locke, he's battling that. When you have churches in California battling that too, you know, a very famous church in California kept their doors open and kept accumulating fines for having the church, do- church doors open. You know, it's just really sad. And now we also see, um, how um, in, in in Wisconsin and also around the United States, we're saying that Christians are nationalists. You know, and that's a huge red flag there as well. You know, and that's where that's where you have the big, you know, that's where the big changes, and that's where you brought up in the beginning, where the persecution is now. You know, we don't have to dream of it. It is literally it's at your starting. door. It yeah. is, and it's start and it and it bled through Canada. And now it's starting and it is at full swing and it's going to get a lot worse for people. And that's where you have to be 
firm in your foundation and yeah. in your our church is actually uh, anticipating losing our charitable status. We're, we're we're trying to financially prepare for that um, because we know that's going to hit people when they they can't uh, get their charitable receipts for giving or anything like that. Um, because uh, yeah, we we're fully anticipating it within the next couple of years here, just because of the way the government is is going. Uh, they've been really hammering down on churches, um, Christian churches in particular, less so your Islamic churches or your um, Jewish um, tabernacles or not tabernacles, um, synagogues. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, they they've been they've been really hammering down on us. So we're fully anticipating it. Um, I'm looking. At, I'm becoming a member of our church actually this this coming Sunday, which I'm excited about. Um, I, I was a member of my old church um, years ago, but I haven't attended there in a long time. So it's about time I'm transferring membership. And you know, as a, as a church body, we, we're preparing for this. We're like that. This is what's going to happen. We just we know what's going to happen, and that is the persecution that we're seeing creeping in and it will creep down into the states more and more um because canada definitely uh usually we follow suit of what the states does within a few years but in, this, in that kind of thing the states i think is a few years behind us well be well because when you have because when you have an administration that my whole thing is that we have an administration that does not know god he has got he's lawlessness and he just listens to the lawlessness and when you have trudeau pointing at joe biden thinking no you you are going to be doing what i say you know and you're going to be doing what i and for instance you're going to, for china and stuff you're going to be um like in china telling joe biden no you're going to do all you're going to do what i tell you to do you know whether you like it or not because after all you are the big guy you know well you're supposedly the big guy well i'm the bigger guy you know now i'm going to give you the 10 percent, and i'm still going to put hunter on the board of you, especially in Ukraine. Well, and another thing is, I want to bring up a key point. You look at, so you look at the whole Russian-Ukraine war, and this is where how, you know, this is where um, where the big problems are. And for instance, when I was, so I've done a lot of research because first of all, like it's the Russians and uh, it's my, it was my former country. And, and now like, okay, I want to dive into a little bit because the, there's gotta be a, I want to know what the aftermath is. What are they targeting and why are they targeting? What's well, their end goal? Yeah. Yes. So here's a quick fact. It's so far, Russia has hit over 30 bio labs in Ukraine. And those bio labs were inside schools, inside churches, and inside hospitals. And guess where the guess where the bio labs? Guess what stamp they had? Not made in Ukraine. They had made in America. Yeah. And, and see, and that's the problem. And you wonder why, like the Russia's all bad and stuff. And you wonder why. Well, some parts are. Don't get me wrong. But why is our ties and why are we so connected and to into the whole Ukraine thing? You know, we elected President Zelensky, our country did per se. Well, we meddled in their, their elections. And not only that, but, you know, the whole and now you look also at the FTX thing, over $23 billion lost. And you have yeah. multiple countries that are affected by it. Like South Korea is the number one country of over 300,000 citizens affected by the whole FTX fiasco. And now that, but you have 
your multi-billionaires in, in America, the top, uh, Joe Biden, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, uh, Tom Brady, which lost $650 million, Giselle, his ex-wife, and the list can go on with the celebrities. And see, and that's, and it was a big funneling experience between like, well, we're going to give this huge amount of money to Ukraine, but anyway, it's going to go through FTX, and then it just went and embezzled back. And even President Zelensky got, he got affected by it too, because, you know, and he was funneling. So that whole war and the whole war, and, and here's another thing that I, you know, that is, you're seeing the churches split as well. Because we're stating that, like the church isn't saying that way, we have to stand with Ukraine. We have to do all this. Now, yes, we do. But it doesn't mean that we can send them and we can send other, um, we don't have to send them resources, you know, like we don't have to send financial resources because they're getting, they're getting like, they're sitting on $2.8 trillion. Yeah. $2.8 trillion. I mean, the United States is like, I mean, we are not, we don't have any. I mean, they're way in the surplus. So why are we, and see, and it's sad because, you know, and I give credit to Franklin Graham, you know, who is leading the charge and giving and actually looking out for the people. And you're seeing that the Ukrainian government does not really care about their own citizens because if they did, they wouldn't be going after churches. You know, if they did care, they wouldn't be going after people that actually are taking time to worship God. You know, before the war happened, that country used to be an awful country to live in because he would go after if he spoke against government, if he spoke out against God, or if you spoke of God and if you had a faith, he went after you and he would put you in work camps. So Ukraine is not a good country as people say it is, you know, and it's just a really, it's a very, it's a very, and it blows my heart. It, it blows my mind how people are uneducated and they just listen to, uh, the big old propaganda machines echo chambers yes yes yeah. yeah my wife and i have both said uh many many times that we'll never know the truth about what ukraine is actually all about we'll never know the truth because both sides are shoving their own version of it down your throat russia is going to say what they want the u.s is going to say what they want ukraine is going to say what they want and it's never going to be the truth. The truth is going to be some combination of all of them. And somewhere in the middle there is you're going to find it. And the news is terrible on both sides. Like there's, yeah. it's really hard to find unbiased news. I, I do have um, a couple that I do listen to that are not biased and they actually call out both sides. And when I did politics, that, that got me in some trouble because I called out both sides. I, I never, ever took a stance on the left or the right i'm like you're both wrong you're both being children let's just yes. meet in the middle and have discussions which is something nobody wants to do <laughs> and, and we are and we are seeing that in america we are seeing yeah. that because we are seeing um for instance we are seeing like how i don't know if you heard about this but a pastor was arrested and parents are being arrested by the fbi and uh in america and stuff the fbi is being sent to school board meetings uh, they're being sent to Planned Parenthoods, so you can't uh, so you can't protest outside of Planned Parenthood because if you do, you get arrested. And not only that, but they arrested their own citizens after a staged insurrection, which the whole thing was. And is and now they're going after a man. They're going after President Trump and everyone tied around him, you know, yeah. because I mean, and the whole thing that doesn't, the whole thing that isn't like that's completely flipped backwards. Is they don't go after they don't dare go after George W. Bush. They don't go after Mitch McConnell. They don't go after 
Um, they don't go after, um, let's see, who else? Mike Pence, they're not going after him. Or, and, yeah. yeah, or even and, Bill Gates, for that matter, for some yeah, of the different things he's done. Yeah, yeah, they don't go after yeah. Fauci. And it was it was absolutely an embarrassment. And, and the whole thing is just really sad. And that's where, you know, I look at it, I'm like, God. And it's sad because, you know, I did multiple, if you follow my podcast and stuff, um, I did an address to, um, I did an address to America after I called, uh, I want to be Hitler um, after he gave that demonic red uh, symbolism and stuff. Yeah, he had a yeah. demonic statement. I said, you know what, Lord, you know, I understand that our nation as well. Um, we had our days and now it is time to call upon you to come down and, you know, free for free from us from the chambers of hell because mm-hmm. it's going to get worse. And if you look at it at the same time, we're not in revelations after all, you know, and I've read revelations. We're not in there. So maybe this can be the big downfall of America. Yeah. Well, we never know when the Lord is coming. So it's something we have to be prepared for. Um, but when, you. when revelation and tribulation period hits, uh, I, I, we're not going to be here for it. Uh, and, uh, I don't want to be here for that, for that period because, uh, no. that period is not going to be a period. It's going to make all of this look like nothing. Uh, and I think and that, that's scary. It is. And as yeah. Christians, we really need to wake up because as a nation, we have in the U.S. and in Canada fallen so far away from our Christian roots. The pilgrims, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up here. The pilgrims were founded on Christianity and on a true following of Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ. And that's how they wanted to found the country. And now we've gone so far away from that, they would be ashamed Yes. So ashamed. And God is only going to put up with so much before he says, okay, you've pushed me far enough. You've pushed me away. You've turned your back on me. Now here is the punishment and, and the call, the wake up call. <laughs> and, and another thing that I also want to emphasize on is, you know, you have people that come from different countries, the so persecuted countries. You know, you have people that come to America for freedom. You know, you have, for instance, immigrants like that come from North Korea, that come from China, that come from the countries that do suppress you. You know, and and here's the sad thing is, I understand why the church, I understand that Jesus is holding back because there is, if you look at, you know, the, I'm going to try to get on the positive side, positive side. There's underground churches that are flourishing up in Russia, in um, in, um, in Russia, in North Korea, and in China. There's yeah. massive churches that are flourishing underground churches because people want to hear the word of God, you know. So, and I understand until until everyone has the ability to hear the word of God, then until everyone has the ability to choose yes or no, then God will come down, you know, yeah. and then. But we are we have to give we are given a choice whether to accept his plans up before us or deny him and be casted out into the lake of fire and face the wrath of God and, and face his judgment. And it is and I look at those countries and I'm thinking, man, how I mean, imagine the churches in Africa, imagine the churches in the Middle East and Afghanistan right now. Imagine the churches in the mountains that the Taliban can't find, but they're trying to, how they're they are on fire and they are dependent upon God 
for each and every day. And that's where you see the beauty and the beautifulness of God and how you see him truly protected. You see him working in the midst of it, you know, that's yeah. the, the side of this whole thing. Yeah. Well, and I think that that actually ties into the other verse that you sent me, Psalm 56, three, when I'm afraid I put my trust in you, yes. they put their trust in God and God alone. They are like, we are going to follow God no matter what the cost. And that's something that we have just not any concept of. And I've talked to people in Europe and uh, in, in um, Great Britain, and they've been, they've been like, we can't talk about God anymore. Because if we talk about God, our friends won't want to be friends with us. And they just, they just want to, they reject us. So we just don't talk about God. I'm like, well, you can't just not talk about God. That's falling into the, exactly what the devil wants. And when you are afraid, you need to put your trust in God. And that trust involves the Great Commission and sharing the gospel. And, and here's, and so that verse, you know, that hit me and I was actually moved to tears when I was, um, when I read it the first time and that's why it resonated with me because I travel a lot. Um, I travel and I was, I was flying from Chicago to Seattle. And what happened was I was sitting next to a gal, you know, and it was during the, it was during the pandemic and I had God bless America mask. And the sad part to me was, was actually like, well, do you believe in God? And I'm like, wh- I'm like, well, wh- what about you? And stuff? she's like, well, I'm, I'm agnostic. So I found out what agnostic is, is that it's a person that doesn't believe in God, but it's a person that believes in somebody else higher than God. You know, well, the sad part was, was that um, my faith at that time, well, it was not that faith. It was actually a couple months ago, like last year, it folded up like a lawn chair and it fell over uh, in the wind because I pretty much stated that I said, well, I really don't believe in God. I believe that there's a higher power, but it's not God. And that's what literally came out of my mouth. And right there and then, I was convicted, and I absolutely felt like garbage the whole entire flight. And the reason why was because I didn't want to have controversial problems. And I see that's where I see the problem. And that's why I've looked at my heart and thinking, okay, you know what? You don't need, you need to stop, please, appeasing the people. You know, you need to be more towards firm in God because, you know, the moment that you're, so for instance, if it's going to come down to this point where um, like the job or the vaccines, you know, that came out, or I meant the orange juice, you know, when you had to drink the orange juice or you're going to lose your job. Well, what happened was I ended up losing my job and I didn't drink the orange juice. So I'm like, okay, you know what, if I can do that, then I can also do other things, you know, then I can really pronounce my faith with God and I don't have to be afraid of the consequences that are going to happen. And sometimes no, we don't have to have people that like us. You know, we're in a world where people are divided and especially November 8th of this year was a key evident uh, reasoning of thinking, man, we do have a lot of work as Christians. You know, people are, we are divided beyond fraction and it is very well evident. And if we're not united as a church, we cannot expect to reach other people because they're like, you're divided. You're not getting along yet. You're telling us you follow a loving God and that we're supposed to love each other and love the neighbor, love your neighbor. That's not to say that we don't stand firm in our doctrine because there's doctrine we need to stand firm on. And church has become too wishy-washy on a lot of that doctrine and letting, oh, yeah. uh, letting a lot of stuff in that should not be it, 
in a church uh, setting at all. I hope that you have enjoyed part two of this three-part conversation with Soslin, where we have been discussing some of the things that really need to change in our society and in culture and how we as Christians should be reacting to these things that are happening uh, biblically and we really need to focus on making sure that we have our own foundation solid so that we can defend against what is going on in society and the things that society is telling us uh, as well. We have finished discussing uh, more about his, uh, his life and things that have been going on in his life. If you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.